Wow, what a weekend in the Big 12, and that means a huge shakeup for our Big 12 football power rankings. We'll count them down from 10 to 1. I'm Pete Mundo on HeartlandCollegeSports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Let me take a moment to just thank you guys uh, for the continued growth of this show, not just the website, which has completely taken off the last 18 months or so, but uh, what we've done on the podcast, as always, rate, review, subscribe. We've got those koozies coming for you when you leave a rating and a review. And send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. But also the video side, sharing it on Facebook, liking it on YouTube, subscribing to our YouTube channel, all those little things you're doing, sharing with friends and family, are making a difference. We don't have 247, CBS, ESPN, Fox behind us. It's me. It's you. It's a microphone. It's content. It's our great stable of riders. Brian Clinton, Derek Duke, Matthew Postens, list goes on. Uh, those are the folks that you're helping support here, and we are grateful for each and every one of you joining us on this show, however you're consuming this show. Just make sure you're subscribed to it. That way, you never miss a show. So let's get to it. Our power rankings. I'll count them down from 10 to 1. It's no fun if I start with number 1. And remember how I do these power rankings. How I do these power rankings is based on what you've done this season with a little extra emphasis on what you did this past week. That's how I do the power rankings. That's how this is done. Not what I think the end of the season is going to look like, but what is actually on your resume and how you looked doing it. So at number 10, in my Big 12 football power rankings, I've got the Texas Longhorns dropping from number 2 to number 10. Because at this point, Texas's best game is a loss at home. And then when you blow a 14-point lead with 20 minutes left, in a game where the offense completely stalls out, as they did on Saturday against Texas Tech, and you have 11 plays over three drives for a total of 18 yards, that's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. And Steve Sarkeesian, look at this stat. Steve Sarkeesian is now 2-4 and four against Big 12 teams when leading by double digits in the second half. That is completely inexcusable for Steve Sarkeesian. Two and four in Big 12 games when he has a double-digit lead in the second half. That's embarrassing for that guy. So I've got Texas at number 10. And listen, there's no good team to put in that number 10 spot this week in the Big 12. I, we can talk more about it, probably will later in the week. But right now, based on ESPN's advanced metric system, the Big 12 is number two to the SEC, and it's razor thin. Razor thin. At number nine in my Big 12 football power rankings, I've got the Oklahoma Sooners falling from number four last week. Now, I could have put them number eight. I'll explain why I didn't put them number eight when I tell you who number eight was. But here's the thing. Oklahoma lost at home to Kansas State their first Big 12 game, their first real test of the season, and they lost it. And you look at that run defense, it was not good. Adrian Martinez went wild, ran for almost 150 yards. That third and long that he, that he completed on the, on the ground, that basically led to the touchdown that put the game away. 
um, was a was a terrible breakdown by the defense. They had no answer. Dylan Gabriel uh, missed too many passes that he has to make at this level to win a Big 12 championship. And the non-conference had been soft up to this point. So as of this week, I have Oklahoma in the number nine spot in our Big 12 football power rankings. At number eight, the Iowa State Cyclones. Now, they lost to Baylor on Saturday. Why do I have Iowa State ahead of Nebraska? The reason I have Iowa State, or excuse me, why do I have Iowa State ahead of Oklahoma? The reason I have Iowa State edging out Oklahoma for the number eight spot is because Iowa State has the better win on the road versus Iowa versus Oklahoma, which is on the road versus Nebraska. So putting Iowa State in the number eight spot, uh, never got the run game going. Hunter Deckers was uncomfortable much of the afternoon against a strong Baylor defense. And these two teams play great games every year. Saturday was another example of that. But for Iowa State, they lost the game. Blame the refs all you want, but they lost the game. And I don't think the refs are the only reason that they lost the game or the singular reason that they lost the game. So I'm putting Iowa State in the number eight spot this week in my Big 12 football power rankings. At number seven, if there was ever a doubt as to just how good TCU was, the Horn Frogs answered some of those questions on Saturday, beating a solid SMU squad on the road. Now, yes, it was Sonny Dykes' former team, but still, a Kendra Miller is probably becoming one of the most underrated players in the Big 12 after he piled up 140 rushing yards on the day, and Max Duggan at quarterback's looking sharper. He's finally got himself a head coach who knows a thing or two about offense. I mean, it's no knock on Gary Patterson. He was a defensive guy. Sonny Dykes is an offensive guy. And TCU, in its first real test after playing Colorado and Tarleton, looked good against a solid SMU team. But now they've got the real test, Oklahoma, this weekend. I've got TCU at number seven. At number six, the West Virginia Mountaineers come in at number six, jumping up from number 10. They needed that, smoking Virginia Tech on the road on Thursday night. Now, Blacksburg's one of the toughest places to play in college football, and once WVU got rolling, they smoked the Hokies, especially in that second half, rolled to a three-score win on the road, and JT Daniels and C.J. Donaldson could become one of the better quarterback-running-back duos in the Big 12 this season if the offensive line holds up its end of the bargain. So... Uh, I like what West Virginia's done in terms of how they bounced back this past week. And if you look at the resume, I mean, their losses obviously are tough losses on the road to pit in a brutal week one game that they wish they could have had back. And then losing to Kansas, I know they led the game 14-0, but let's be honest. Kansas is playing some of the best football in not just the Big 12, but in the entire country, for goodness sakes. I mean, they are playing outstanding right now. So that loss looks better by the week. So I'm putting West Virginia for this week in the number six spot. At number five, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They fall from number three, not because of anything they did, but simply because of the fact that they were idle this past week. Their non-conference, let's be honest, wasn't very difficult. 
So uh, they've got Baylor this weekend. All right, that's going to be a very interesting game, a rematch of the Big 12 championship. So can't wait for that game to be taking place this weekend. But uh, all in all, Oklahoma State's at number five simply because they haven't played a Big 12 game yet. Non-conference was soft, so they bumped down to number five this week. At number four in the Big 12 football power rankings, week five edition. Texas Tech, the Red Raiders, up from number seven. They pull off the 14-point deficit, come from behind victory, beat Texas in overtime, and for the first time at home in 14 years since, yes, the Michael Crabtree moment. Can you believe that? That was the last time Tech beat Texas at home. And Joey McGuire doing what several of his predecessors could not do, and that is beat the Longhorns. And remember, that's beating a Texas team that's been down for a decade itself. So now you look at Tech's resume, it's only losses to a top 10 NC State team on the road. And suddenly they have a matchup against Kansas State this weekend that is incredibly interesting for a multitude of reasons. I, like, I got to see more. I want to see more from this team, from this offense. I still question some things, you know, offensive line coaching decisions at times, but give Joy McGuire, give the players, the staff a ton of credit. They didn't give up. They didn't back down once Texas had them up, uh, had them down 14 points late in the third quarter, came back and won the game. And they're number four this week at number three, the Baylor bears. Uh, in the words of Rodney Dangerfield, I get no respect. And that's what it feels like with the Baylor bears. Defending Big 12 champs, they lose to Baylor, and we're all like, ah, Baylor. They had no business being three-point underdogs at Iowa State last week. No business whatsoever. And Iowa State didn't have any business being favored in that game. Uh, They just proved again that they're going to be the team that people forget about. Uh, And here they are with one of the most experienced, maybe not most experienced, but I believe when you combine talent and experience— Blake Shapin is quickly becoming one of the most talented and most experienced quarterbacks in this league. He had a very good game on Saturday. The defense is strong, as we know. And Baylor's one loss this year is on the road in overtime against BYU, and that place was going nuts. Provo, Utah was on fire that night. That's the only loss. It's a good loss. They got a good win on the road on Saturday. They are number three this week. At number two in the Big 12 football power rankings, the Kansas State Wildcats. Up from number eight, they lose to Tulane. They bounce back on the road with a win at Oklahoma. Uh, That is the best win in the Big 12 so far this season, going to Norman in prime time and winning that game in impressive fashion. Adrian Martinez with You know, nearly 150 rushing yards, four touchdowns on the ground. That third and long late in the fourth quarter, as I noted, is going to be remembered by K-State fans for a very long time. Uh, OU did miss some big opportunities on offense, but for whatever reason, the Wildcats love playing in Norman. Sooners, look at this stat. The Sooners have lost nine home games since 2012, and four of those losses have been to K-State. Go make sense of that. Because I can't. That one is wild. So that means the number one team for a second straight week in our Big 12 football power rankings. Yes, the Kansas freaking Jayhawks. 
The jinx is broken for the last couple of weeks. The number one team in our power rankings had lost. No, not Kansas, baby. You can't slow down this team. They took care of Duke, and I know, you know, Duke's not great, but they were 3-0 and coming into this game, and they took care of business in a fairly comfortable win. Jalen Daniels accounted for five touchdowns, and he became the first KU player in school history to record multiple games in which he was responsible for five touchdowns. Go figure. And you want to see how impressive this offense has been. Last season... Kansas scored 32 touchdowns in 12 games. In four games this year, Kansas has scored 27 touchdowns. And Jalen Daniels has accounted for 15 of those. 11 passing, 4 rushing. This is unbelievable to witness. Unbelievable to watch what Jalen Daniels, Lance Leipold, and this entire Kansas football program is doing. And it is the, it's one of the most fun stories that we've had to follow in a very long time. And we've had good ones. But something about this team being literally the worst Power 5 football team in the country for over a decade, now finding itself in a position where it's, you know, 4-0 at the end of September. The over-under was two and a half wins on the season for KU. They smoked that by week three. And, you know, now they've got Iowa State this week. It is just wild to follow what Kansas football is doing and the success that they're having. And they remain number one in our Big 12 football power rankings this week. I'm Pete Mundo. It's good to be here with you as we uh, go through another show. We're on Facebook Live, so toss your comments in there after our Big 12 power rankings came down. (laughs) This league is so good top to bottom. This league is so impressive top to bottom. Like, I put Texas at 10, but it it could be, you could have a different team at number 10. Every single week the rest of the season. Every single week you could have a different team at number 10 based on how this Big 12 is shaping up. There is no doormat anymore. With the way Kansas is playing, who's the doormat? Every conference has them. Every single conference. Power 5 Conference in America has them. The Big 12 doesn't have a doormat. There's no Vanderbilt. There's no Rutgers. It doesn't exist in this league. It did for a while with Kansas. We all admit that. Those days are over. Even if Kansas doesn't go 12-0 and punch ticket to a college football playoff, I guess it'd be 13-0 if they win the Big 12 championship. 12-1, like, don't worry, I'm not predicting that. But even if they come back down to earth, which I expect to happen, even if they come back down to earth, guess what? This is still a situation where this team is going to play its tail off and be competitive in this league, game in, game out. There's no easy game in the Big 12 Conference. And I'm glad to see that's finally, finally getting some national attention. I shared this on our Facebook page, or excuse me, this was on Twitter, at Heartland underscore CS. I put it up on Twitter. And it was from Josh Pate. He's with, uh, he's Late Kick, uh, 247 Sports. I think he's actually, I don't think he's with them anymore. But anyway, he finally, not that he doesn't love the Big 12, but he made the point on his show, on his show here. He said, everybody's a player. There's not a single team in the Big 12 you can count out yet. 
And then he adds, what an entertaining product to watch this year. This is the most entertaining product in college football this season. The Big 12 Conference. That's what has made this... uh, I mean, it's been fun for five years. Trying to figure out who can compete. Yes, Oklahoma's been at the top. Who can compete with Oklahoma? That battle for number two has always been awesome. Unlike some of the other conferences, SEC, Big Ten... You know, you know it's going to be Ohio State. You know it's going to be Alabama, Georgia. Not a lot of juice there. In the Big 12, you can make me the case, and I can make you the case, for all 10 teams making a Big 12 championship, maybe not winning it, but making the game, I can make the case for all 10 teams right now. There is not another league in America where you can do that today as we turn the calendar to October. Texas Tech-Kansas State this weekend is now the most intriguing game in the Big 12 in many ways because they both won last week. They beat OU and Texas, respectively. Like That game has an enormous amount of juice to it, and it has massive Big 12 implications as well when you talk about the standings. Like This is going to be a wild year, an absolutely wild year for this conference. And I feel bad. I mean, I don't feel bad for the coaches. They're making millions of dollars to coach football games. But I'm just saying, because they don't get a week off. It does not exist in this league. And that's what's made it so fun to watch. So fun for so many different reasons. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Comments. What do we got here on Facebook? Let me roll through some of this. Uh, Chris on his Mountaineers. Biggest margin to defeat in Lane Stadium history. Virginia Tech had a whopping 35 yards on the ground. Neil Brown needed that one, huh? Neil Brown, the West Virginia head coach, if he had fallen to one and three, I'm not saying he gets canned. He's got a big buyout. But that hot seat gets really hot. And if he gets the offensive line figured out, I'm tell- I said it earlier, but JT Daniels and C.J. Donaldson – That quarterback-running-back duo can be one of the better quarterback-running-back duos in the entire Big 12. The defensive line is strong. You got some, you know, more questions, I guess, on the back end with newer faces there. But all in all, I mean, you know, make the case for the Mountaineers. They're in Austin this weekend. They can give the Texas Longhorns a full run for their money. Hudson Card obviously has um, underwhelmed to a large degree. And I was at the game, I guess that would have been 2018. I was at the game, the West Virginia-Texas game in Austin. And I mean, that was uh, that was a wild game. Will Greer throwing that bomb down the right sideline to win the game. I was up by the Mountaineer student section. That place was going wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, Cody writes, Colin Klein called a great game on Saturday. He did. Speaking of games I was at, I was at the 2012 K-State OU game. And uh, that's the game when Colin Klein helped lead the Wildcats to an upset. They won that game 24-19 over the Sooners. I was at the game with my then fiance now wife. And I felt like I was watching that game in repeat. Except Colin Klein was calling the plays for Adrian Martinez. And Adrian Martinez was the one who was running all over the Sooners on Saturday night. Because uh, the game we went to was a night game as well, as I recall. So, uh, yeah, I felt like it was literally, and it was almost 10 years to the day from that game. It was a day or two off to the day 
from that 2012 matchup between those two teams. Kyle asks, uh, KU offense versus K-State defense. Which one prevails in November? Can you believe it? It's not even October, and we're getting questions about the Sunflower Showdown. I love it. Uh, College football's on fire in the uh, state of Kansas right now between KU and K-State. I mean, when the team that people are most frustrated with in Kansas are the Kansas City Chiefs, you know times are good. Now, those of you, some of you may know I host a radio show in Kansas City on KCMO Talk Radio, and I posed this question this morning. If I told you that at the end of September, between the Chiefs, KU, K-State, and Mizzou, only one of those teams would be undefeated entering November, excuse me, October, which one would you think it was? And how much would it pay out had you taken that bet and picked Kansas to be the only undefeated team entering October of KU, K-State, Mizzou, and the Chiefs? What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) I'm getting the Let's Go Jayhawks on Facebook Live. I'm happy for you guys, man. Pack the booth. Stadium was rocking on Saturday. And you know what? Uh, Keep it going if you're a KU fan. It's going to be a great atmosphere in Lawrence this weekend. If Iowa State had beaten Baylor, you might have had a chance at college game day, but Iowa State couldn't get it done. So uh, no college game day this weekend. But at some point, I mean, if KU keeps this up, the, I mean, those ESPN clowns have got to get out there, right? If not, we're just gonna—I'm ha- gonna have to do a massive tailgate at one of these games, do a Heartland College Sports blowout tailgate event at a KU football game. You guys gonna show up to that? You gonna come out? That'd be a good—I I know it'd be a good time. Uh, you just let me know. You know how to get a hold of us. But that's something we're gonna have to do at some point this season. That, that would be fun with the way KU is playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm right down the road, so we got to make that happen. Got to make that happen. Well, hey, you guys uh, have a great, great rest of your day. Appreciate you joining us on heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. If you are on uh, YouTube, like, subscribe to the channel. It's a huge way to help us grow the show. Share it, share it, share it, friends, family, everybody else. And um, on top of that, if you're on the podcast, subscribe, rate, review. It, it takes 30 seconds. And it helps us build this show every single day. And that's why I've got these sweet, sweet Heartland College Sports koozies. I'm showing them on YouTube and Facebook Live. You can only get them by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. And then send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. Matt writes, Heartland tailgate with Mangino. Mark Mangino at the tailgate. I I have to get an extra pack of hot dogs. All right? I'll put it that way. Extra pack of dogs, uh, maybe, you know, a few more pounds of meat for Mangino burgers. Uh, that, that may take a little bit. A couple extra beers as well, I imagine. That, that, that would be fun. <laughs> uh, you guys are the best. Have a great night. Always great to be with you on heartlandcollegesports.com. Ton of content on the website, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Have a great day.